Well, you, you, you saw, oh, the, yeah, the children can go back to their special for children's message this morning. You kind of had a little bit of an introduction to, uh, to the message this morning about some of my leftovers, okay? But think about it. Think about it. What do you have left over from Christmas? Okay. Um, did you get all the 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 wrappings put in the trash? You know, um, our our garbage co collection usually comes on Wednesday morning. So Tuesday night, you got to get the garbage out. Well, this week it didn't it didn't come on Wednesday. It's Christmas, and so my wife says. Oh, you didn't take down the garbage last night, Christmas Eve, or Christmas Day. And, I, and she says, it's all fi filled. Boy, I quickly loaded it onto the truck. I just got down to the ro road, and there were the lights blinking of the garbage truck. And, and so they let me get rid of my garbage. So I didn't have any, you know, those, the, the leftover wrappings and all the other stuff. But what do you have left over? Uh, now think about this. Do, do, did you keep the receipts? Okay, yeah, there's somebody shaking their head. You know, it, isn't it invariable? Or the instructions as to how to put things together that you maybe haven't finished putting together and, and you don't know how to do it? Uh, maybe. Um, what, what about what's in your refrigerator? Any Christmas leftovers? Turkey, ham, you know? And when are you going to have those leftovers? You know, well, you know what? I venture to say that for quite quite a few, uh, there will there will be uh, there will be leftovers into the garbage disposal, or into the trash can, or uh, hey, in our house though we don't waste the leftovers. Either the chickens eat them. Or the pigs eat it, so we don't. You know, uh, we don't have a dog, so it doesn't. We don't have a dog to give the give leftovers to, but leftovers um, for a lot of churches, uh, Christmas Eve was was packed, and then the Sunday after Christmas, it's just a few leftover people. But I'm I'm proud of y'all. Y'all, you got pretty good attendance today. That's good. You know, you're not a you're not a, 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 a leftover. But how many of you have put your, uh, taken down your Christmas tree already? You right? Gosh. You know, well, sometimes, and, and you got all your decorations down, all the lights down, everything. You know, it, it, it's kind of like we want to get rid of that stuff. And so you take the, the manger scene and you put it away. And so nothing's left over from Christmas. And, and life goes on. And, and we're busy with this and busy with that. You know, a, a beautiful scene like this, you know, I, I, think it's just, yeah, I think you should keep it up at least till the first of Lent. Now, I don't, don't tell Pastor Coppersmith that or whoever's in charge of it. But uh, uh, I, know, uh, I know one family... Uh, they they leave their Christmas lights up and on till Easter. Yeah, 
and, and, and that, that says, we don't want to forget that, that Christmas without Lent and Holy Week and Easter are nothing. You know, and so what are we going to take, what are we going to take um, with us? What are we going to have? It's not leftovers, but it's what are we going to take with us for, from Christmas in our hearts and in our, in our lives. We take with us precious memories. And what did we do? We gathered at the manger with the shepherds, the wise men. We gathered with our gifts. We gathered to sing his praises. We gathered to hear his message of love for us. And so the song, let our gladness know no end. You know, our joy doesn't stop because we've taken baby Jesus from the manger scene and tucked him away in a box till next year. Let's take Jesus, let's take baby Jesus out of the manger and into our hearts and in, into our lives. Our gospel reading was about two old people, Simeon and Anna. I call them leftovers from society. Old Simeon, it, it had been revealed to him by the Spirit that he would not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. Can you imagine Simeon saying, well, I'm getting old. I wonder if it's going to happen. You know, he waited. Well, is it going to happen? Is it? Well, uh, you know. And then Anna, the prophetess. And she was a widow she, she was married, and it says six years. And then until now, and she's 84 years old. Let's look at these, let's look at these two again. Simeon, he comes to the temple led by the Spirit. Why did he go that day? I don't know, but I just had to go. You know, he probably told his family, I've got to go to the temple today. What do you mean? What's there? I don't know, but I have to go. And when he gets there, Mary and Joseph are there with baby Jesus. And can you see him taking the baby Jesus in his arms? And he's, he's looking at it. And he looks up and he says, God, it doesn't get any better than this. It's, you can take me now. I'm ready. I've seen. I've held Baby Jesus, I've held my Savior. This is, this is the ultimate. Just take me now. I don't, need to, I don't need to go on any longer. We don't know how much longer he went on. But he was, he was ready. He was, he was waiting. And he says, mine eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles. You know who the Gentiles are? You and me. We're the Gentiles because we're not Jewish. Maybe some of you are. Uh, but we're, we're the Gentile world to whom the gospel has been revealed. 
And it says, and the glory of your people, Israel, to the glory of God's chosen people, that he would choose them to be the vessels of bringing the Christ child into the world. Not because they were better or because they were special. I, I like to put it this way. God said, I'm going to have to send my son to be a savior. And so you're it. You're it. You know, why? Why me? Well, I had to pick somebody. And so I picked you. He didn't pick Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and those. He didn't pick those because they were so great. But he had to demonstrate his love and his saving gospel by sending his son. And he chose to do it through human beings. I, I, I like the card that we received. He said, it said, if we needed a scientist, he would have he sent somebody from the field of science. If we needed a, a, a weather forecaster, he would have sent a meteorologist. But what did we need? We needed a savior, and he sent a savior. And then Anna, the prophetess, and it says she was constantly in the temple. You know what I call her? I call her the church busybody, but not in the bad sense, you know, but on the bad sense. How are you doing today? Can I pray for you? You know, what do I need to pray for? See? What about you? Huh? Do you, do you have a special need? You know, there's some, there's some people who need our special prayers. And so she says, continually praying, fasting, night and day. And, and what do you need? <laughs> you need God's blessings, don't you? Yes. Not because of her. Uh, uh, she, she is a blessing. Oh, she, she's, she's getting something. <laughs> she likes that. But... Anna, you know, she goes, you need something? What about, oh, y'all are a little older, so we will forget them. What about y'all? You have some special needs? And she would pray for them. She would pray for them. How many, how many people that you know that you and I need to be like an Anna and say, can I pray for you? What do you need? How can I help you? You know, praising God, thanking God, and telling everyone. Telling everyone. That's the interesting thing about the Christmas story. Uh, from, the, from the shepherds, what did they do? They returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard, just as it has been told them by the angels. And what does it say? They went everywhere telling the people. Okay. Sharing. What does Anna do? She does the same thing. Did you know I was in the temple today, and guess who came? Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph who? Well, they brought baby Jesus, our Savior. What do you mean? What do you mean? I don't believe that. You know, just Mary and Joseph, these, these humble, lowly people, and you're saying that's a Savior? She told them about the Savior. She saw Simeon and Anna. She saw Simeon holding that baby, you know, and, and the joy that it gave to him. That's, that's the blessing of, of having shared together and celebrating the, the good news of our, our salvation. 
let's, let's take Jesus. Let's take Jesus out of the manger and not put him in a box, but put him in the center of our hearts and lives. In Bible class, they talked about how unbelievable the message of Christmas and the whole story of God's redeeming plan of salvation is or was and still is. You know, it's, it's, it's too unbelievable to be true. And that's what makes it so fantastic that God, through his prophets, through his angels, through a humble, lowly virgin named Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men and Simeon and Anna, he, he demonstrated the, the unbelievableness of his plan of salvation. And it wasn't just for them. It says, they returned glorifying and praising God. You know, we don't just see the joy of these two old leftover people if we if we only look at them and say, well, that was great for them. My friends, it's great for you. It's great for me. It's great for every human being. And look at our world today, how few people will focus on Jesus Christ at Christmas. They'll focus on gifts. They'll focus on doing kind things. I, I related the story from the Reader's Digest about how this family helped a, 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 a lady down the street whose husband had passed away. And they helped them out, and what a marvelously beautiful story it was. And it was. But there was not one mention of Jesus Christ. The focus of Christmas. You know, and so sad indeed that our world today wants to leave Christ out of Christmas. They don't want manger scenes on the public square. But I like the fact that Christians are speaking up and saying, we're not going to stand for it. We're going to focus and we're going to have our manger scene. We're going to say Merry Christmas. We're going to keep Christ in our Christmas. What's left? Well, you probably still have some cleanup. If you have children that have gotten gifts from grandparents and other people, what do they need to do? You got to hassle them, right? Did you write your thank you notes? You know, or did you call and say thank you for the gift? Those or how many of you have gifts that you have you still have to return? You know, that's so many times the leftovers of Christmas only fill people's hearts and lives with anxiety. And one of the things that too many people have left over from Christmas, guess what it is? The bills. The bills. Now, how are we going to pay for it? How are we going to pay these credit cards? How are we going to, you know, our... our 
I really didn't want this gift, but, if, but I can't return it because it's from grandpa or grandma, and so I have to put up with it. See, all these mixed emotions, you know, that, uh, that just uh, fill our hearts and lives. And so for many people, Christmas is the most uh, tense and, 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 and agonizing time, particularly the week after, because it's such a letdown. They've had, they've had that party spirit with their party drinks and, and their hoopla, and now what's left? But for us as Christians, let's take, let's take and not forget that Christ, that Christ, and if you look at the last part of, uh, of the gospel, second chapter of the gospel, it says, and he returned to Nazareth, and he grew in wisdom and, that, and stature with God and with man. Don't let Christ stay in the stable with the moonlit sky and the velvet and all the fanciness. But let him into your everyday life. Into your humdrum. Into your trouble, troubled lives. Into your struggle. Whether it's, whether it's health issues. Whether it's cancer. Whether it's family problems whether it's personal problems of doubts and fears and anxieties, take and let Christ come into your heart. He says, come to me, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, if I am gentle and lowly in spirit, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Remember, remember, Christ came in Bethlehem's manger, humble and lowly for you, for you to be your Savior and your Redeemer and to give you forgiveness, life, and salvation. And so it doesn't end here. It goes on through Lent and Holy Week, and it culminates in that joyous Easter resurrection that proves that he's the son of God, that he's the savior of the world, that your sins and mine are forgiven, and that we, though we die, we will live again eternally with him in heaven above. Take that good news into your heart, but don't hide it. You know, if you would have been on the plain of Bethlehem to see those angels, you would surely have told somebody, okay, you and I, have experienced Christmas again. It's not the spectacular, the brightness of the angels or of their, their glory to God in the highest, but it's the good news of great joy. And so don't keep it to yourselves. Share it. Invite your friends to come and join you here at Mission Liberty Hill. Share with them that God loves them. You can do it in many different ways. But don't forget to share Jesus Christ with them. Their hope, your hope, and mine. And so, with that, a blessed end of 2019 and a blessed new year. Amen.